Welcome everyone to the R&M A Conversation on Cinema podcast, where you get different perspectives from two film fanatics separated by Portuguese and British borders, but united by their love for cinema. Now it's time to join Rhys and Manuel as they talk about the films they've recently seen, the films they anticipate and the latest film industry news. Over to you guys. Welcome everyone to the newest episode of R&M, a conversation on cinema. I am Manel, joined by my counterpart, Rio. This week, I was unfortunately struck by a violent <laughs> disease or whatever, whatever you want to call it that put me to bed for the last couple of days. So I missed one of my most anticipated films of the year, but Rio didn't. So this episode is going to be more Rio than me, but I'm happy because I know that he enjoyed the movie that we're going to talk about today. Didn't you, Rio? I did indeed. So today the focus is going to be Super Mario Bros, the animated movie from Illumination, which is out in cinemas now. I was lucky to see it a day early at a press screening. I'm going to talk about the, the film itself, then me and Manuel will discuss the latest episode of The Mandalorian, and then we'll just have a quick little chat and, and see what we're looking forward to in the next couple of months or next couple of weeks, because there's there's a few things bubbling. Uh, so let's see what kind of where we're at and, and what we're looking forward to. I know that Manuel wants me to check out Severance. I will get to it sooner rather than later. Servant. Servant, sorry. Servant, Say the he wants name to. right. See, I can't even get the name right. But I'm going to watch Servant. I will check it out for sure. I've been watching Succession. Brilliant as always. Just started a new Netflix show called Beef, starring Ali Wong and Stephen Yoon, which I watched one episode for and it's it's brilliant so far. Um, looking to binge that over the weekend in between golf and alcohol. Easter time, bank holiday weekend is always one of my favorite times of the year because I get a four day weekend, which is not something that happens very too often. But enough about me and my extravagant taste on the weekends. Super Mario Bros, the movie, it has got, I think, like a 52 Rotten Tomatoes rating. So it's rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. But I love this film. Honestly, I thought it was brilliant. It is a Super Mario fan's dream movie basically the people that i sat with and watched a movie with seemed to thoroughly enjoy it they were clearly mario fans who knew all the characters from all the old school games and i think that is primarily going to be the target audience for this film because there are levels from the games basically word for word frame for frame exactly the same it's brilliant it's just a whole whole lot of fun Chris Pratt as Mario. I thought his voice acting was really good. I've seen some people comment on how it's not really Italian, but that is kind of explained at the beginning of the film. And yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Rather than me giving you a full-on kind of review, why don't you ask me a couple of questions that you want answered and then I can answer that and hopefully the listeners are in the, in the same boat and want to know the same answers. Yeah, of course. Uh, I have a couple. One is about the score, how much of the original score is there. And um, you talked about Chris Pratt. And I knew that the response would be divisive to him. I mean, it has been since the beginning, so I wasn't surprised at that. But what about the rest of the cast? Is, was there anyone that stand out from, from the supporting cast or anything? 
yeah, I thought the voice cast was was fantastic throughout. To be perfectly honest, no one was uh, negative in my opinion. Anya Taylor Joy, I thought she was brilliant as Princess Peach. Um, Bowser Jack Black for me is the standout character and the standout voice performance. His whole character is brilliant in the film, and it's very much in tune with the the games and the previous cartoons for super mario when it comes to the score there was loads of nintendo sounds and super mario sounds throughout i thought the score was what you'd expect from the film yeah i didn't have any problems with the score at all or the voice cast i thought look, honestly i thought the story was kind of basic as you kind of expect it to be in one of these films it's a animation film which is really aimed at children and fans of the franchise it's not one of those animations not for kids type of films it's definitely aimed at the kids for sure with a lot of the humor and stuff but there's enough going on there with the score for fans of the games and not just one game i'm talking all of the games there's so many different references throughout the film to all the different iterations that have come of super mario from the original games to Luigi's Mansion to Mario Kart. There's so many different things that are in there. So many brilliant characters. And yeah, just a thoroughly good time. Yeah, that was my next question, which was about the Easter eggs. I, I know that there are many of them That's that was expected. Easter eggs but... don't exist in this film. There's no such thing as Easter <laughs> eggs in a ma- They're not Easter eggs. They're just part of the world. So there are certain bits where you look at and you go, oh yeah, I remember that, I remember that, I remember that. But they're not, I wouldn't call them Easter eggs because this is the first Super Mario animated film. So they're just information that is from the previous games and cartoons. I wouldn't really call them Easter eggs per se, but if you're talking about is there many callbacks to all the games, then 100%, there's hundreds. It's just littered with them. Um, I know that they talked about the post-credit scene. Uh, we talked about it in the last episode about how maybe that sequel could be Luigi's Mansion, but you already mentioned that the film tackles that. Any non-spoiler <laughs> observation or conclusion that you can give me about what the next sequel could be about? Yeah, so Luigi's Mansion is definitely a possibility. There is two post-credit scenes. The first one is a more fun, joking around, playing on something that happened in the film. And then the second post credit scene, you want to wait around for because it does hint at a future character. And obviously we discussed last week about what characters that could be. And there is a character that is clearly going to appear. They don't fully appear, but should I just say kind of what it is that happens? Because mm, by not. the time this is out, it would have been nearly a week of the release, okay. right? You, can you say don't want to know, do you? No, I won't. I won't say. It, I won't say. It, I won't say. It, I won't. I won't do it. I won't do it. But the the stay for both post credit scenes. They're both really good, and the second post credit scene hints at a future character that's going to be involved in the the next film, which there hopefully should be because it's tracking for over 150 million over the first five days globally. It's going to be a big, big movie, I think. The cinema score is A. The viewer score on Rotten Tomatoes is like 96. 
So it's clearly got fans. It's the biggest selling game of all time. So it's going to have a fan base. And you look at a Gru, the Rise of the Minions film that came out that made an absolute fortune. I think it's going to be similar to that. I think it could potentially crack a billion, which would be big, big numbers for an animated film. And I'd expect it to get a sequel. I, re- I really do. And I feel like this game was, this game, sorry, this film was built for the fans. And I do feel like in a second film, they could have a bit more time to focus more on a story and get it to that kind of five-star level film. I gave it four stars out of five. I was grinning from ear to ear the whole runtime. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I don't know. I see a lot of people hating on the film and talking negatively about it. I don't understand that as how any Mario fan could not just love that film. But there's definitely its advocates as well. And there's people that feel strongly about it. And I, for one, hope we get a sequel and more sequels. Yeah. Do you think it's an expectations type of... Um, do you think people... I, I only know that they're divisive, but I heard that the story is generic or whatever. But wasn't that something that was expected? I mean, I I'm surely I'm not expecting going into a Mario movie, expecting a groundbreaking, <laughs> shocking story. I actually thought it was just... Just like the game, Peach getting kidnapped and Mario saving her. I mean, I don't know, but it's, no, it's, it's definitely it's, not it's like basic, that. Right? It's definitely not like that. Peach is definitely very much brought up to current day standards with female characters. She's definitely no damsel in distress who needs to be saved by Mario and Luigi. I thought the character development was really good and it really focused on how a female character probably should be. Shouldn't it be a damsel in distress waiting for a man to save her, and that's... which which will upset just the right amount of people. It's going to upset people, <laughs> of course it is. But I don't understand. I lo- I love female characters that are badass and want to go and kick the living daylights out of people, even if it's in an animation film. I I don't see why they have to be standing around waiting for Mario to come and save her. And Mario does, as you'd expect, save the day. It's a Super Mario Bros. movie, right? Any other questions? Not really, no. I'm, I'm thinking, but um, I think I'm done with it. I'm, I'm excited to see. I mean, your 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 opinion was the only one that I wanted to hear about <laughs> about the, about the film because I knew how excited you were. You were just as excited as me. So yeah, hundred percent. And also, Katie, who gave me the the plus one, who I managed to go um, to the screening with, was a avid Mario fan as well. Knew all the characters and everything, and she loved it. And then. Uh, who else there was a couple other people i was with that seemed and the people that was in front of me they were very knowledgeable about the games and everything before the film we were talking and they loved it it the, my audience seemed to like it everyone was kind of whooping and hollering throughout the film when certain moments were happening 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 and yeah i've like, it's one of those films which is not going to be for everyone it seems to be bringing out some crazy reactions and reviews like it's a Oscar attacking film. It's not. It's an illumination film. You know what their type of standard is. I really enjoyed it. I know what their target audience is and I was the target audience. And I just want to say that before sounding OTT in my praise, but like I'm 100% the target audience for the film. The film was made for people like me who were going to see every single frame every single callback to the games and get excited that's the type of film it is and it's a nostalgia fueled film 
And if you don't like that type of stuff, if you're one of the ones that hates when a Star Wars character comes in that was in a game or a TV, previous TV show, and it's like, why are they trying to... You're not going to like it. But Mario fans and people that like a bit of fun will probably enjoy it. Yeah, um, I don't have any more questions, so we can s- jump to the Mandalorian's newest episode, episode six, if I'm not mistaken. Episode six, um, I believe. We've got two more. Exactly. And I don't know why. Uh, yesterday I saw some reactions to it, and it's weird how, how people keep talking about how, especially this season, not the se- the series as a whole, but especially this season, that it's a season about nothing and that it's only side missions and someone mentioned Andor and I was like well but Andor was also side missions each three episodes so I don't get why people keep saying that I I, for example this last episode I did feel that like I don't know if it was because I was sick and almost dying probably because of that but I it did felt heavy to me and and I felt like characters were just following like that kind of video game structure of you need to get here to talk to that person to get an object to go there to go there to go there and it felt like they were just going from location to location but again you you can't skip this episode because it's not a filler at the end of the episode you have a major major character development moment and a big change in just the overall thing of how things are and uh, who's in charge of what and who's gonna rule Mandalore or who's gonna t- lead the charge on Mandalore or retake it. So I, I keep enjoying this season a lot. Um, I did feel the that the weight of this episode, I f- but I don't know how much of it could be due to me not being at 100%. So what did you think about it? Again, a, a fantastic episode. I really loved it. I'm a fan. I commented earlier about someone who basically said that they hate the the whole Mandalorian all three seasons then why are they they still watching (laughs) well when somebody asked him why are you still watching it then he's like well let me tell you a story about when my mum introduced me to Star Wars back in the 80s this Star Wars the film the original trilogy the sequel trilogy the prequel trilogy and this are separate entities you don't have to watch every single bit of Star Wars media it's the Star Wars universe now, right? There's so many different things going on. You've got the Bad Batch, you've got Rebels, you've got uh, Andor, Boba Fett, you have the Ashoka TV program coming. You have the animated shows. You have the animated shows. There's so much going on with Star Wars that if you're not happy with one selection of the medium, just don't watch it. Like You're just boring me. And I mute, like I said before, I muted all the Star Wars stuff, but somehow this slipped through the cracks and it just pissed me off because I don't know what people want. The first two seasons, everyone was moaning about how they're doing nothing. They're just going on side quests. And now when it looks like they're trying to develop a storyline with them retaking Mandalore, the re-establishment of the Mandalorians, people don't like it. And when they're saying about the end of the episode where... Dinjarin gives Bo-Katan the Darksaber. People are like, why did he just give it to her? Because he doesn't care about the Darksaber. And we've seen in previous episodes that Bo-Katan and the Darksaber is a much better match than Dinjarin and the and the Darksaber. It's, um, it, it's funny to see the critiques. I thought it was a brilliant episode. I thought Bryce Dallas Howard done a tremendous job with the directing. She has had some of my favourite episodes of the whole three seasons and I think they should potentially give her one of the um, film opportunities because she definitely knows what she's doing 
And look, I love Bo-Katan, my favorite character in all of Star Wars. So obviously this season is very high up on my ratings and my rankings and it's why I love it so much. I just bought the Bo-Katan mask. Cost me £107. I'll show you it now. Okay, you can get it. (laughs) Really, is now getting the mask that we talked about last week that he promised he would buy and he did. Oh my God. (laughs) Does it shoot uh, missiles too? It does not. It does not. (laughs) If I could do the rest of the podcast wearing it, I would. But unfortunately, I can not. But no, I... Like I said, a big fan of Bo-Katan, the character. Always have been since the animation series. And it's fantastic to see her get limelight in the live action shows. And for her to be played by Katie Sackhoff, who I just absolutely love, it's just brilliant. Obviously, she voiced her in the animated series. So for her to come back and play her in live action was pretty sick. Yeah, and and she's pretty much taking a leading role now. I mean, this isn't this well half and half with the Mandalorian, Marvel. exactly. But Din Djarin is a Mandalorian. The show is called The Mandalorian, right? So maybe this was the approach the whole time, and it was going to be more focused because obviously she appeared in the previous season. So it's not like she was not going to be involved moving forward. And you wouldn't bring in a character like Bo Katan, who is so big in that animated series just for an episode to be like, oh, here's Bo-Katan. The same with Ashoka. She came in and she's going to have her own series. And uh, maybe they move and focus more on her as a character rather than focusing on Din Djarin and Baby Yoda. I don't think they will do that because of how sick Baby Yoda is as a character. And I just love the fact he just jumped into Lizzo character's arms and just started eating. He's just hilarious. I love how silly those jumps always look. <laughs> but always, always make me laugh. Also, Someone, Jack Black is in this episode. Jack Black is in this episode, as is Christopher Lloyd. Some good cameos in this episode, to be honest. Great cameos, enough. Yeah. I think maybe the structure could have been a little bit honed in. I do agree with what you're saying about the whole video game aspect of his get to point A to point B to point C. Like you're picking up an item, picking up an item, blah, blah, blah. But overall, I really like the episode. And I think the ending showed where the show's going to go. And I'm intrigued to see what they do. The one thing I don't like about it, and they haven't fully developed this plot, this side plot anyway, is the the other stuff that was going on in the previous couple of episodes. There's obviously some thing going on. Some imperial, Yeah, with Moff Gideon yeah. and the woman and everything there. There's definitely something going on, but I just can't work out yet what it is and i thought he was going to turn up with the rest of the mandalorians when they met them yeah but him not being there yeah. originally makes me think that maybe potentially there's some others out there that we're not being fully made aware of yet yeah, or i think that maybe people just with the Mandal- season or it could just be people with the mandalorian armor who knows right yeah let's see um Th- thinking back, actually, I don't. People only now. I feel like I'm trying to remember where, where people had the, this exact same discussion about. Oh, it's going nowhere. Oh, it was about the MCU actually, <laughs> about how, how, during Phase Four, people 
kept saying like how it was directionless and that, that, that they didn't know what it, where it was going when it was clear from the beginning. And with this season, I feel the same from the beginning that it made them, them they made themselves clear that they were going to do something about Mandalore. And, and now it's just even more clear, but there was always a goal to it and the whole Bo-Katan getting more and more, I guess, invested in the cult that Mando belonged to clearly has something to do with it. And and now I think when you look at it in a, from in retrospective, I think it's a very good storyline that they built there with Bo-Katan and Mando and the way that they view their own religion or the way that they view and they practice their own uh, beliefs or however you want to explain it. But yeah, I'm I'm interested in what they're doing because it's only two episodes left, right? Two so episodes left, yeah. That's not and they're usually short episodes. So I don't know. I think Morphidian is only going to show up in the last episode, like as a cliffhanger or as a setup for the fourth season. I, I think so. And having an actor of the caliber that they have portraying that character, I'm not surprised that they're bringing him back. I thought he was a brilliant character. I don't know where where the program's going to go in the end. But I'm just enjoying it. I think it's a fun time. It's a very easy watch for me. It's not taking too much um, headspace. You know what I mean? It's not something I have to delve deep into and not focus because I focus on everything I'm watching, but I'm not having to kind of pay ridiculous attention to every minor detail. I feel like the story is very transparent, which I which I really like. It's very much more lighthearted than obviously Andor was for sure. Yeah, it's like you said in the beginning. Uh, you don't have to enjoy everything from from the same universe because they're all different. You know, I keep saying it's funny how, like you said, in the first two seasons of The Mandalorian, people raved about it, and since this third season is coming after Andor. Now everyone is like, oh, wait, but Ender was so cool. We like that. Why can't you do that again? Well, but Jen, just watch Ender season two when it comes out. You don't need to watch everything. And you can enjoy things in different levels. You can just just like Mandalorian and love Ender or vice versa. Or not like one and like the other. It's fine. But yeah, people constantly try to compare things within the same universe. As if just because they're part of the same franchise, they all must be the same. They don't. Just enjoy whatever you want. Yeah, I fully agree. I feel like people don't seem to get the concept that this is a universe. There's multiple planets and everything. So why would everyone be exactly the same? Why would every single TV show that they have have the same aesthetic? Why would it have the same vibe? If even just focusing on Earth, if it weren't to do with all these different planets in a made-up universe, there'd be loads of different people and different types of things going on. Everyone's like, this is not the Star Wars that I grew up with. No, it's not meant to be. The whole point of telling new stories is to tell new stories. It drives me a bit insane the way people approach media and everything. And it's, yeah, it's insane. And, the, and then these are the same people who say that, oh, they're not original anymore. They're just scoping the stories that we learned. But you were the ones that didn't want new stories. It's weird. There's always a lot of hypocrisy surrounding this type 100%. of debate. People will bang on about John Wick 4 and how great it is. But then as soon as they want to reboot the Harry Potter series, it's like, no, don't touch those. We don't need more. See, like Everyone picks and chooses what they want to be annoyed about. And more, more so than not, it's exactly the same thing, just a different IP. 
which it just drives me a bit insane. I mean, we all, I mean, we're not perfect. We all, we, both of us probably all all, all do do this the same. I do as well. And I try and correct myself when I do, because not everyone's perfect. I'm I'm, I'm as close as you can get, but not perfect. (laughs) You know what I mean? So there's definitely times where I have to check myself before I wreck myself for sure. You but can yeah. talk your bias. You just bought a Boca 10 mask, so I am, helmet thought, right? I am biased, and it's the same with Super Mario. I'm explaining that I'm a mega yeah. Super Mario fan, right? Exactly, so there is yeah. a bias there. And it's hard to be... F- Someone asked me earlier, they said, if you took away you being a fan, objectively, is it good? And I'm like, I don't know because I am a fan. I can't objectify something when I'm a super fan of it, right? Also, like, objectivity, it's just... It's like football. <laughs> it's like football. You're, when it's your team... Everything looks wonderful and great, right? You don't see any problems. But if you look at someone else's team, for instance, then you'd see loads of problems. And it's just you have them tinted glasses when you're looking at an IP or a subject that you're really infused about. And that's the normal behavior. I actually think that uh, critics, especially because they're the ones who write and, and talk about movies and write reviews, they should... I mean, I try to do that with my reviews all the time. Just start by saying where I come from when it comes to the movie, etc. Like with the Mario, eventually when I, when I watch the film and I review it, the first couple of paragraphs will be me just explaining how much of a fan I am of Mario games and Nintendo and how much that meant to me. Because that's inherently connected to how much I'll enjoy the movie or not. And that's that's a, more than a valid reason to enjoy the film. Everything's saying, like that, though. Saying, saying I love the film because it meant, you know, it's related to something that um impacted my childhood deeply it's not a bad reason or not an objective we're all people you know that that's why i always contest the whole thing of oh is this movie objectively good or bad there's no such thing as that either you think it's good or you don't that's it it's always subjective all right so that's the mandalorian that's super mario bros next week of course we're going to talk about the next episode of the mandalorian I'm going to binge that beef program. And if I feel like it's worthy of having a discussion about, I'll bring it up and we can touch base on that because it's bingeable. Every episode's out, which is fantastic. I love Netflix, honestly. Then I'm watching Renfeld on Tuesday, which is the Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Holt film about Dracula and his assistant. And then... We'll see what else I watch, but I'm not going to be watching that much because, like I said, it's a four-day weekend, bank holiday, Easter. So I'll be very much focused on family and friends and alcohol. So that's kind of where my focus is on this weekend. But do you have anything else planned that I didn't mention? Uh, I have since <laughs> since I missed a lot this week. I'll probably try to catch up next week with the Super Mario Bros. movie. Hopefully, t- hopefully tomorrow or, or Saturday even. But then I have Air, which only premieres next week where I'm from. Um, the Pope's Exorcist, Renfield, like you said, and Honoring and a Prayer, an Amazon film that I have on my list too. And that's it. So a lot of films that I missed and some others that also premiere next week. It's going to be a busy week. Busy, busy, busy. Look, guys, thank you very much for listening to another episode. Grateful as always. Once again, make sure you follow us across all social media platforms. I will put the links to them in the description. 
YouTube, I am going to be back very shortly with some video content on a weekly basis. Just getting around to sorting out some recording issues that I've been having over the past couple of months. But we're so, so close. Hopefully done by the time The Mandalorian finishes so I can do my review wearing my Bo-Katan mask. We'll see what happens. But guys, thank you very much for listening. Until next week, peace out.